everybody, and welcome to Ask an Innovator. We're here to talk about innovation in the software development space. Sometimes us, sometimes others. This podcast is brought to you by City Innovation Labs. Today we're talking about if you're ready to build custom software. How do you know? What questions do you need to ask? Like, what prep should you do ahead of time? There's a lot that goes into it. It's usually a relatively big investment. Josh, how do you know if you're ready for custom software? Every custom software development project is really understanding the why. What are they trying to achieve? And that's the first question we ask. Very much a sub question under the why is, should you build this thing? (laughs) We ask that question with such kind-hearted intentions to make sure you're investing your money in the right spot, right? That's where we truly act like a good partner of helping them go through that product validation funnel, validating their product idea prior to just going out and building the thing. A lot of times when we meet with people, what we'll do is we'll analyze where are they in the funnel. We meet you where you're at, and then we help you get where you want to go. If you come to the table with, this is an idea or a concept, you can look at what kind of assumptions they're making, but what kind of validation they've received. So a good example of not starting at the top would be if you have a website for a proven organization. There's a lot of innovation behind just a website. So for us, when we go through a website project, if it's a client that has an existing business, it's more of a innovation optimization and writing out the assumptions and then narrowing that down. So they're actually further down. Should you build this website? The answer is almost an obvious yes, right? I think everyone could say, well, you're an existing business. You don't (laughs) have to prove whether or not you should have a website. If you're talking about a product that has an unknown track record in the marketplace. A lot of people will come to the table and say, I want to build this thing. And here's some proof that the market needs it. And they'll point to other products in the market. That's an area where we'll sit down and we'll go through the assumptions again and make sure they understand when you're building this thing, you're making the assumptions that there is room in the market for another player. And there is enough differentiator to carve out enough of that market space for you and the product that you're proposing to the market. So we like to go through all of those things and call out those assumptions. A lot of people don't like to call them that because obviously if it's their idea or it's their company's idea, they want to just proceed forward. And for us, we want to rewind that a little bit and help them through that. When they're going through this, we kind of help them along this process, like of validating these assumptions. So is there any prep they need to do ahead of time? They could do these assumptions by themselves, right? They could do these tests by themselves. Yes. It's just giving them the tools to do so. Yes, that's right. We have a lot of exercises we go through in some of our workshops. So if we identify you're up at the top of the minimum viable test bucket within the funnel, we can offer our our workshop, but we can also offer a lot of the materials the workshop goes through. So one example, if you are, are familiar with the business model canvas, if you're not, go Google it. It's free and open source, find it, print it out. It's just this business plan on a page that's very visual. It's a very good tool to use if you're talking about any new product or or business venture. That's one activity in the workshop that will actually go through quadrant by quadrant. There's a bunch of different pieces on that business model canvas. We'll write out kind of the concept of what they're speaking about, but then we'll also grab our sticky notes, which we love so dearly. I have one right here and you see them behind me all on the wall. wall. So (laughs) take the sticky notes and then we'll help think through with our client. What are the assumptions we're making? This sometimes it's really hard. Even if we're not doing it with you, I would encourage someone to do it with someone else. Have another person there to be a sounding board because sometimes it's really hard 
you have this confidence in you of like, this is going to work. And having someone be a little bit more objective there to say, well, have you thought about and calling out the assumptions and just being really honest with the process and then collect all those assumptions. And you'll be very surprised on how many assumptions you make. And then you can start to think of the next step after that is to go, how can I create a test to validate this assumption. So there's a lot of documentation we have that we walk through and we can give that away of how do you create a good test? What makes a good test? Yeah. And how do I do that? So Yeah. Going back, like you said, you need someone else in the room. And I think that's true when you have just you and a business partner, you guys are both on the same page. You're yes. riffing on the same thing. Someone that isn't invested in the product is like, whoa, whoa, no, you can't yes. do that. So I think you're right. Having a third party is essential to poking holes in it, right? Yes. Like saying that's, no. That's right. Some of these exercises, what other ones do we do to like help these guys go through and test yeah. the, like, give me a, an example of a test, I guess. Like what kind of thing yeah. have we done before? Absolutely. Good question. When you're in the MVT stage, the key word is assumptions, right? Making sure we have a focus on that. Whether we're going through a business model canvas or we're talking about the perceived personas in their target market, yep. or we're talking about the journey mapping, because we'll often do journey mapping. And we've been approached by people that have successful software businesses that are earning revenue. And they're wondering about things like, should I add this new feature? Talking about that specific example is if you've got an existing SaaS product, it doesn't mean that everything you build is going to turn to gold, right? The value of a piece of software, if you have it built, is also in not only the features you put in, but the features you leave out, giving right. an extreme focus. Yep. What we did with one of our customers was we actually outlined a proposition of a new product offering or a new feature, a sub feature under their core product offering. We helped them get to the question of, should we build this? So a very small minimum viable test could be if you have an existing product, put in a click, put in a page, put in something that says, hey, go perform this action that you would normally kind of wire up to the real product offering, the real new feature. Yeah. But when they click on it, it would just bring them to a screen that says coming soon and we're measuring for engagement to see if this is something that's worth building. The nice thing is, is if you wire up analytics behind how many clicks you receive and further when they go to that next screen, click to request or add comments, you can actually start to get this feedback and this data from an analytical standpoint of how many people visited this page and how many people actually clicked on this thing. Then you start to gather quantitative data on whether or not you should build this thing. There's a okay. lot of these small tests you can run. Another one is if you have no existing product, often a very simple thing is asking yourself, where is a potential set of users? If you have assumptions you're making about a target market, Oftentimes, if it's a consumer app, it's on Facebook. Or if it's a business-to-business -business service or app or a product, you can do it through LinkedIn. But asking yourself, where are my customers or the potential target market? And then you'll have an idea on what the value proposition is. It, it could be a very simple exercise if it's a consumer-driven app creating a, a quick Facebook ad that is very targeted on what it is, a quick value proposition in the ad cast that out to the target market on Facebook. And then you can measure again based on clicks or if you decide to do a landing page based on how many people stay on the landing page, bounce rates, you'll start to gather a lot of data about yeah. whether or not you should. And that's such a fast way of knowing whether or not you should proceed to the next step versus 
going out and building the thing right away. You're just analyzing, should you? Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. So essentially before you engage, you should have some of these tests done or you can do them with us, obviously, but it's basically testing your assumptions. That's the focus before you build software. Is there any other things like questions you should consider or things that you just need to take into account before you do this? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is asking yourself, if you validated those assumptions, then the next step as you go through the funnel, go down to the MVP stage, build a rapid prototype that might include code. It might not. It might be a quick prototype in terms of pictures strewn together and getting feedback. And then once you've validated those two parts of the funnel, if you're asking yourself when you should go build software, I always say, wait to the very last minute until you've received enough validation. I've learned this enough in my career. And what's so funny is this is coming from an engineer too, right? As an engineer, we want to go build something right away. So it's taken everything within me to retrain that brain pattern to say, no, I'm not going to go build something. I'm going to go validate that first. Then once I've gotten the appropriate amount of validation, I'll go build it. Thank you for listening to Ask an Innovator. Please visit us at www.cityinnovationlabs.com slash askaninnovator for the full transcript and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.